Thank you, Pasta Tom. And, um, you know, it's always amazing how God works. I also have two messages this morning for us. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Some of you are like, no. <laughs> uh, please join me in prayer. Lord God, we, as we open your word, we're thankful for it, first and foremost. We're thankful that you reach out to us, that you speak to us, and that you primarily then do so through your Holy Spirit. As we read these words, we recognize we're not necessarily going to take them to heart. We need your Holy Spirit to come and, and break those barriers. And so we pray now that you would, uh, for our good and for your glory, we pray these things in your name. Amen. Well, we're continuing our Sermon on the Mount series where Jesus calls us to come and listen. Come and learn about this new countercultural kingdom community that Jesus has come to bring to us. You have heard that it was said. You, you have a human understanding, an interpretation of God's word. But I say to you, here now is God's word. You know, if you find it easy to follow God, you're probably not taking his word deep enough into your heart and life. We're learning a lot about that with this Sermon on the Mount. So listen to these words. We're going to get right into it. Matthew five thirty-eight to 48. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks you and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor, hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you tell those who love you, if you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore, as your Heavenly Father is perfect. This past Christmas, Loretta and I bought our boys four and six uh, lightsabers. Not, or plastic lightsabers, not life savers, those little colorful um, candy books, right, that you get for Christmas. They actually discontinued those in Canada. Some of us were disappointed, right? Lightsabers. So swords that glow and change color as you duel. Pretty cool, right? I do not know what we were thinking. <laughs> they're boys. They're always fighting. We thought it would channel their imagination. They're always attacking some sort of evil made-up enemy. You know, our cushions take a beating every week. Now what happens is I walk through the door after work and I get a plastic sword to the gut. Or I'll watch them duel and use their imagination and, 
And Seth will knock the sword out of Paul's hand and Paul will pick it up and he'll run at him swinging and Seth will clop him on the head. And I'll say, Seth, don't hit your brother. And he'll say, well, he hit me first. Sound familiar? Those of us who've had siblings or kids or watch our grandkids. And then out comes the biblical speech. You know the biblical speech, right? Just because your brother hit you doesn't give you the right to hit your brother. Just because your brother sinned against you doesn't give you the right to sin against your brother. Honestly, I'd throw those swords out if if Daniel weren't so cute with them. (laughs) It's his favorite toy. They weren't given to him, but he's the only reason why we keep them. How should those who desire to follow Jesus respond when we are mistreated, hurt, rights are violated? Should it be like this? I'll get you for that. Or this? I'll never forget. One day, when you're not expecting it, I'll get you for that. Or this? You can try and hurt me, but I'll always be one step ahead of you. I'll always be better than you. Mm, meet me. That's sticking my tongue out, right? For those of you in the back. Someone once said, my enemies are like caffeine in my coffee. They keep me wide awake and alert for whatever the day throws my way. I think this is one of the most difficult and misunderstood teachings of Jesus. It just seems so impractical and impossible, right? I I mean, I can still be a Christian and not live like this. I don't have to come and listen to this, do I? Turn the other cheek, that's just going to make me look weak. It's going to make me weak. Am I not to defend myself? And what about injustice? Do not resist an evil person? What Jesus is calling us to consider here is our distinctiveness. Is there anything different about you or me in our interactions with others? Is there anything distinct or different about us in this world? If you love those who love you, if you warmly greet those who warmly greet you, If you extend grace to those who've extended grace to you, what are we doing that is any different? How are we acting different in this world? It's interesting. Notice Jesus' interpretation of the weather is God's love for enemies. The sun, the rain, the seasons, even the snow. All the same for all who live under heaven. Jesus says your greeting should be similar. You shouldn't adjust your greeting based on your gradient from friends to foes. Now, does that mean you just have to maintain the same smile for everyone, right? Mm. Just keep smiling. You're going to scare kids doing this. And you're going to make more enemies. What's wrong with that guy? 
Cool it on the Botox there, buddy. God is saying that we shouldn't other people with our greeting. It shouldn't be, you know, wide smiles and big hugs for those people we really like, and then sort of a, a cold or at least sort of a hello to others we hardly know, and then a complete avoidance even of eye contact to the people we don't really like. Jesus, in this text, calls the person an evil one. He makes a clear judgment. He is not excusing them. It's, it's not right, it's wrong for someone to slap, sue, exploit, take advantage. But he is deepening the call of discipleship for all of his followers. As hard as it is, as difficult as it is to act differently... Keep the door open to others. All others. Don't slam the door to guard your heart. Open your heart. Even for such small things as how you greet others. And if you find this completely impractical and impossible, remember this. God does not treat us as our sins deserve. Or repay us according to our iniquities. Seek their redemption, not your retribution. Seek their redemption, not your retribution. If you're after God's heart, if you want to be a child of God, if you want it to be like father, like son, or daughter, this is how God interacts with his world. He seeks Every person's redemption, not his retribution. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Now, maybe you're sitting here or at home and someone comes to mind, someone who's always seems out to get you, for whom maybe a lot of hurt has come. Think about it. Has your response to this person been distinctively different as you follow Christ? Has your response to this person been distinctly different as you follow Christ? Or maybe you're like me and you're thinking, well, I don't have any enemies, just admirers in denial, right? <laughs> I like what Will Smith says in his book, uh, How to Love Difficult People, not that Will Smith, different Will Smith. He says, there are some people in my world who are hard to love. I'm sure you can relate with this. Some of them are determined to protect themselves. It takes only something little to set them off, and they cut off all lines of communication. Others are just plain nasty for no apparent reason. They just seem to take perverse pleasure in sabotaging every interaction. And most exchanges just end up unhappy uh, with hard feelings. I'm sure you know someone like that. And then there are the Eeyore types, right? Those who go through life like this. They want to share every gloomy detail of their life. They throw a wet blanket over every conversation. 
And he says, frankly, I get tired of them all. How do you deal with difficult people? Sometimes I avoid them, he says, you know, not allowing them to catch my eye. Other times I try to manage the interaction so that I keep it as short as possible. Occasionally I cope by talking about them with someone else. And sometimes when I've had just about enough, I give them a piece of my mind, either sarcastic, critical, or loud, or all three. Hmm, he says. That's an interesting set of reactions. Avoidance, manipulation, gossip, quarreling. When you come to think of it, I can be pretty hard to love too. Sometimes we're tempted to think, I'm tempted to think, if everyone would just act decent like me, this world would be a better place. But God doesn't love us because we're all so decent. This text shows us to be like God. We've all got a long ways to go. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. This comes from passages like this one from Leviticus 24, verse 20. Anyone who injures their neighbor is to be injured in the same manner. Eye for eye, tooth for tooth. That sounds pretty barbaric, right? It was a law of the courts to ensure justice and limit personal revenge, retribution. Limit personal revenge, right? Just think again about my little swordsman in my house. Right? Knock the sword out of the other guy's hand, swing at him violently, clob him on the head. Usually our attempts to get even just escalate the violence. Because it's not justice we're after, it's revenge. You knocked out my tooth, I break your nose. Retribution. Retaliation. Jesus is saying it's not God's way to fight sin with sin. That sounds pretty obvious, right? And yet somehow in our own lives, we often will try to fight darkness with darkness, only adding to the darkness. That's why I titled this message, Fighting Unfair. What Jesus asks us to do is unfair. It is unfair to be the one who is wronged, who's called to put an end to it. It's unfair. But Jesus is saying, do something different. Do something unexpected. Are you moving closer and closer to the heart of God and the kingdom of heaven and how you interact with people? Or are you moving further from the heart of God and the kingdom of heaven in how you respond to others? Do you want to be blessed as a peacemaker? Do you want others to see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven? Do you want all of us to be called children of God? Pray for those who persecute you. This is the key. Pray, pray, pray. Because this is only done in God's strength. This is not natural to us. It's supernatural. The very famous encounter that you're probably all familiar with, with Corey Ten Boone when she was uh, met up with her, um, with, from, with someone from the concentration camp and he reached out, one of her tormentors reached out with his hand, didn't recognize her. 
She says this, I had preached so often the need to forgive, but I kept my hand at my side. Even as angry and vengeful thoughts boiled through me, I could see the sin in them. Lord Jesus, I prayed, forgive me, help me to forgive him. Then I tried to smile. I struggled to raise my hand. I felt nothing. So again, I I breathed in a, a silent prayer. I cannot forgive him. Give me your forgiveness. And as I took his hand, she says, from my shoulder along my arm through my hand, a current just seemed to pass from me to him. And I discovered that it is not our forgiveness any more than it is our goodness that this world's healing hinges on. It is him. If we fight evil with evil, we're just going to be overcome by evil. Pastor Trevor will like this. The rest of you will just sort of roll your eyes. How typical pastor talks about Lord of the Rings. In our interactions with our enemies, we can't be like the good people of Middle Earth who try to wage war against the evil one using his ring, his power. Right? You're not going to defeat the devil by using his weapon. Anyone who tries just gets possessed. It does not work. Jesus is offering us and outlining to us a different way. For those of us who like practical examples of how to live this out, you know, to be peacemakers and receive all the blessings of the Beatitudes of God in your life, Jesus actually gives examples every time. Some of you will remember Will Smith, yes, that Will Smith, slapped Chris Rock at the 2022 Oscars. What was that all about? It was about honor. The honor of his wife was being disrespected. See, a slap here is not about harm, it's about honor. Back then, a Roman soldier, if they felt disrespected, they could backslap you across the right cheek which was the ultimate sign of disrespect back then. And you can imagine how people's blood would boil. You know, it's like a few weeks ago, we were entertaining some people at our house, and I was trying to have a conversation, and Seth, my son, uh, was speaking over us and interrupting, and I could feel my heart racing. But I said calmly, Seth, what are you trying to say? And he says, Dad... Do you like eating burgers? Doesn't seem that important, but... Of course, I said. Who doesn't like eating burgers? Apologies to all you vegans. He said, Dad, I made a Play-Doh burger. Here, eat it. He throws it in my face. Am I harmed? Am I hurt? A little, but mostly my pride as a parent and a person has been hurt. My honor has been hurt in the presence of others. 
Jesus is saying the most important thing is not defending my honor. It is love for the other. Remember, I gave my life for you. You are honored. Now go and consider the needs of the other. He gives another example. Someone wants to take you to the cleaners. They have it out for you. They're looking for revenge. They're retaliating hard. Here's how you mess with them. Don't let them have it. Let them have it. Let it go. Even go further than they looking even go further than what they're looking for. Back then a shirt was your undershirt, it was your underwear. And your coat doubled as your blanket at night. And so Jesus is saying, is this is this person going to feel like they're still in the right and fully justified in their actions when they see you willingly out in the cold with nothing? You've stripped this person bare. It's going to mess with their heads and their heart. I thought they were out to get me, so I went out to get them, but now am I the villain? One person said, you're wholly messing with people. God wants us to wholly mess with people. It opens up all sorts of conversations about the kingdom of heaven. This new power and love that is open to you and is now living through you. If someone forces you to go one mile, go with a smile and then offer to go another mile and tell them about Jesus, as one person says. This is all about redemption instead of retribution. The other person expects you to retaliate. But remember, God cares for the other. He cares for the evil one in your life. The soul of the person behind the act. He's concerned about their redemption. And he wants his people to be too. He doesn't want all of his people concerned about retribution. So often we dim and diminish our opportunity to radiate with the gospel truth simply because we just do exactly as expected. There is nothing different about us. This is disorienting. This is different. Are you disarming And different with the way that you're interacting with those you don't like in your life. Those who you don't really want to hang out with. We need to call on the Holy Spirit to help us with this. We really need to call on the Holy Spirit to help us with the word of the Lord for us this morning. See, this is not given to make it easy for others to abuse and mistreat you. Many misunderstand this. You know, for the sake of justice, authorities may rightly need to step in and get involved. What Jesus is saying is live like me. Isn't that ultimately what it means to follow Jesus? Live like me. It would be so easy and tempting, I'm tempted by this, to totally diminish and dismiss this teaching as impractical and impossible if it weren't at the very heart of our faith. 
we were hostile and unloving towards God. And in so many daily ways, we still are. Remember, from the very beginning of his book, we hurt God by helping ourselves to this belief that we could be like God and not in a good way. We, we set out to pull God down from his throne. We were out to get him. But God didn't slam the door on this relationship. He didn't retaliate. He sought to restore us. His focus was on our redemption, not his retribution. And throughout the pages of Scripture, God's people only seem to plunge that knife in deeper. We are awful. We are awfully unloving towards God. And yet, He never closes the door. He never closes the door on any of us. In fact, let me say this. For those here and and maybe those watching online, if you're here and you're wondering... Is this it for me? My sins are piled too high. The way of God is not open to me. No, it is. It always is. God never closes the door. He never stops reaching out to you. He never stops. Here we see that God in Jesus came to this enemy world and he spoke about the light and love of heaven. And for this, his honor was frequently mocked. He was, he was slapped. He was spit on. His undergarments were stripped. His outer garments gambled. With the weight of the cross dragging off his shoulders... He was forced to walk the weight of an enemy world on his shoulder. We owe God much more than we could ever give. But he paid it all. Is it weak to turn your cheek? No, it's a sign of strength in the Lord. Why do we go the extra mile with those who oppose us? Why would I give the shirt off my back? To love when there is hate, it doesn't make you a victim, it makes you a victor. Blessed are the peacemakers, Jesus says, those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. They will be called children of God. Please pray with me. Lord God, thank you so much that you saw us not as your enemy, but as your friend, as family. Lord, we are undeserving. We don't, in every everything we do, give you the honor that you're due. But Lord, thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you that you solved our issue with justice by paying the debt yourself. Lord, we pray as we interact with others, those we don't like, those who've hurt us, disregard us. We pray, Lord, that a spirit in us that doesn't exist 
and that is that 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 supernatural strength. I pray that your Holy Spirit that has come to us would give us a strength that is not our own. And that this love that you showed that lives in us now would would be a light to a world and a love to a world in need. Lord, we want to feed the flesh. We do. We want to do what comes natural to us. We pray that you do through us what is supernatural. That you give us what we need this week to speak and to act in accordance with you, that we would be a light, that we would be living unexpected in a world of, ex- of specific expectations when it comes to retaliation. Give us your love. Give us your strength. By your Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen.